You're listening to Middle Tennessee Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game is presented by Lewis Bakeries, bakers of Bunny, Sunbeam, Healthy Life, and Lewis Bake Shop Reds. And Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Now to the stadium. Calling today's action, here's Dick Palmer. Thank you and good afternoon from Reese Smith Field here on a sunny Thursday. It's Middle Tennessee and the Charlotte 49ers will start a three-game Conference USA series and uh, a key series for both teams. I think the Raiders have taken two out of three, John, in their last uh, three series, while Charlotte has been swept in their last two. So they are looking to get back on the right track. The Raiders are looking to continue their success. Dick Palmer along with John Callow with you from uh, Reese Smithfield on a beautiful day, John. It is a gorgeous day, and, of course, the sun's right in my eyes, which means it won't be in, in about a half hour. Uh, talking about this Charlotte team, you look at their numbers, they had an absolutely terrific march. They were 14-4, and four, and most of that was at home. They played uh, all but uh, three of their games at home in March. Now they're going on the road, and uh, uh, their road record is not particularly good. They're only 2-5 and five on the road. Yeah, and that's kind of the opposite of the Raiders, who were on the road for uh, the first, uh, what, 17 of, out of 18 games Something like in that, the season. Yeah. So uh, they have established themselves as a pretty good road team. Uh, in fact, the Raiders are above 500 on the road right now at 12-11 and 11 and just 4-4 four and four here at home. Well, uh, we uh, saw some good things happen on uh, on uh, Tuesday night, though, up in Nashville on the road. So now all we got to do is bring that home. Raiders have won three in a row. They took the last two games from Marshall uh, in a doubleheader sweep on Sunday, and then won the midweek game at Lipscomb on a, a shutout, seven to nothing, on Tuesday night. That uh, will kind of set the stage for you. Charlotte comes in overall. At 18 and 14, they are four and eight in uh, Conference USA, and they're coming off a midweek uh, win, a shutout win, in which their pitcher got a had a no hitter going with two outs in the ninth inning and lost it on a double. Well, I'm awfully glad we're not going to see him uh, tonight or this weekend, probably. <laughs> the Raiders are 16 and 15. They're seven and five in the conference and have won three straight. We'll take a break when we come back. I'll be talking with Blue Raider third baseman Brett Coker. That's coming up right after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. Hit a grand slam with Bunny Bread. Proud supporter of the Blue Raiders. With its soft, fresh taste you know and love, Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns are fan favorites for all ages. Bunny is the perfect triple play with the taste you want, the nutrition you need, and energy to go. So step up to the play with Bunny Bread and Bunny Buns today and share the Blue Raiders on to victory. That's what I said. Bunny Bread. 
Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. Welcome back into our pregame show, talking with Blue Raider third baseman. Brett Coker, who has uh, been a mainstay over the hot corner since coming here. One year junior college and uh, then one and a half, and then right into the mix. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, I did. uh, went to Etiwama Community College. I did the first year, and then I got the COVID the second year, so... I got another year here left, so we'll see how it goes. You got a, a rare day off the other day at Lipscomb. Well, almost a day off. But uh, I know Coach wanted to get some of the guys in that hadn't seen a lot of playing time. I thought Gabe did a good job over there. I thought Gabe did really well. He um, he got two hits, including a home run. He made some unbelievable plays on defense, and I was really happy for him. All right. How do you uh, how do you think you're swinging it now? Um all right i mean i'm feeling it out a little bit uh sometimes it's on sometimes it's off but hopefully this weekend it's on yeah you got off to a little bit of a slow start this year didn't you yeah i did as well last year but kind of kind of the middle of the season started getting a little hot so hopefully that kicks in soon i noticed uh, there's a kid on the charlotte roster from hendersonville where you guys know each other yeah we all played high school ball together for two years he's a year younger than me so hopefully i get to face him this weekend yeah, he's a pitcher right yes sir he's a pitcher right-handed pitcher right all right, now, uh, we've won three straight. We're going into a big conference series. Uh, what's the mindset of the team going into this into this series? Uh, Got to win on Fridays. I feel like that's um, detrimental on the weekend because if you win Friday, you don't have to worry about – or you have to worry about winning Saturday, Sunday, but this kind of takes a little pressure off if you don't, if you don't lose the first game. So, just got to have a lot, of, a lot of confidence. All right, got our Friday night starter going on Thursday tonight, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. On Thursday, uh, it's a little weird because we don't ever play on Thursdays, but I think the guys are ready. So, all right, 
Well, have a good one tonight. Let's get it started right. Yes, sir. Thank you. And that is uh, Brett Coker, Blue Raider third baseman from Hendersonville. The uh, young man on the Charlotte team is a uh, is a pitcher uh, by the name of Hanson. And Cameron Hanson went to Hendersonville High School. He is a freshman and actually was pitcher of the week one week in Conference USA and a sometime starter. So we might see him later on in the week. All right, let's take a look at the Ascend Federal Credit Union starting lineups brought to you by Ascend, the exclusive credit union of Blue Raider Athletics. Visit one of their 27 Middle Tennessee locations, including four in Murfreesboro. Uh, John, let's look at the uh, visiting team, the Charlotte 49ers first. Here we go. For the 49ers, uh, leading off at second base will be their leading hitter, Nate Furman. He's hitting 382. Uh, batting second, playing third base, Jack Dragum. Playing uh, right field, batting third will be Cam Fisher. In the cleanup spot, Will Butcher, the left fielder. Batting fifth, first baseman, Josh Madol. Batting sixth, the shortstop, Austin Knight. Batting seventh, the center fielder, Jake Cunningham. The catcher, Caden Hobson, bats eighth. And the designated hitter, Drew Tindall, uh, bats ninth. And on the mound will be a left-hander, Will Lancaster. And we'll tell you more about him a little bit later. Yeah, Lancaster will be making his uh, ninth start of the season against the Blue Raiders. And as we mentioned earlier, the Raiders haven't fared very well against left-handed starters. We'll see if that changes tonight. We'll take our final break and back with first pitch after this on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. 
The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Umpires have made their appearance here, and the two head coaches will be meeting with them at home plate and exchanging lineups. Uh, Tyler Simpson will be the home plate umpire. Ray Parrish at first base. John Mang Jr. at third base today. The Raiders uh, under coach Jim Toman in his fourth year as head coach, 65-91-1, his record at Middle Tennessee. Overall, 395, 299, and two. The head coach for Charlotte is Robert Woodard. He is uh, in his third year with a record of 67 and 43, and last year's team won 40 games, losing 21, one of those 21 losses to Middle Tennessee in the first game of the Conference USA Tournament. That's the last time the two teams have met. This is the 20th meeting overall. The Raiders lead the overall series 11-8. to They are 6-3 and at home against Charlotte, 5-5 five and five on the road. And that last meeting was on May 26 of last year in Ruston, Louisiana at uh, La Tech, a 7-2 Middle Tennessee win behind uh, the Raiders starter Aaron Brown. Well, the, uh, this is going to be an interesting uh, matchup. They're sending, uh, as you said, a left-hander tonight. Uh, he was their Saturday starter a week ago, so he is working on five days rest instead of a full week, uh, which is going to be interesting. And he also, and this would have been against uh, uh, Southern Mississippi, he had probably his worst outing of the season. Only went uh, four and two-thirds innings, gave up uh, four runs on six hits, uh, no walks and three strikeouts in that outing. So well, gonna... you know, I think a lot of Conference USA pitchers could probably say the same thing, yeah. having to face that uh, powerful well, Southern he, Mississippi lineup. He actually had, uh, had the longest outing of the weekend, though, because their, uh, their Friday night starter, their Sunday starter, uh, let's see, the, the, the Friday night starter only asked, lasted two and a third, two and two-thirds. And uh, the, uh, the Sunday starter, let's see, he lasted three and a third. So their, uh, their starter, uh, starting pitchers can be had. And if we're on, we're, if our bats are on the, on the line tonight, uh, we could uh, see some interesting stuff. These two teams have been going different directions. The Raiders are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, while Charlotte is 2-8, and eight, and they are only 1-7 uh, and seven in their last eight conference yeah. games. So they have uh, uh, they had the bad luck of drawing some two really good teams back-to-back. Right. UTSA sure. and uh, – and Southern Miss are two of the top teams in the league, and they play them both on the road on back-to-back weekends, which well, is actually, an unusual played, schedule. They, they played Southern at home. Oh, that's right. They did play Southern at home. Yeah, You're right. And, and uh, um, uh, we're talking about some uh, some fairly close ball games in there. But uh, you know what? Uh, you, you, uh, a loss is a loss. All right, we've got some time. Why don't you uh, go over the Raiders' starting batting order, and we'll uh, set them defensively uh, when they take the field. I'll do that. Leading off for the Raiders will be shortstop Fausto Lopez, batting second the second baseman, J.T. Mabry. Designated hitter Wyatt Morgan will be hitting third. 
and in the cleanup spot, catcher Mason Spears. Batting fifth will be left fielder Jackson Galloway. Third baseman Brett Coker, your pregame guest, uh, will be batting sixth, playing third base, of course. Tatsunori Nagishi will be the first baseman. He'll bat seventh. Batting eighth, playing right field, will be Brian Dillingham. And in center field, Luke Vincent on the mound for the Raiders. The right-handed, uh, the right-hander and our uh, normal Friday starter, Zach Keenan. Okay, that's the way the Raiders will, uh, will line it up tonight as Middle Tennessee and Charlotte prepare to start a three-game series here at Reese Smith Field. We'll take 10 seconds for station identification. Then we should be uh, about ready for first pitch on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. The meeting at home plate continues as uh, Coach Toman, as is uh, <laughs> traditional in the first game of a series, uh, pointing out the ground rules uh, to the opposing manager and to the umpires uh, also. So uh, everybody will be on the same page on uh both the third and first base sides. 365 to the power alleys in left and right center. 395 to dead center field. Scoreboard is just uh, outside the fence and behind the 365 mark in right center field. Raiders are waiting waiting, uh, patiently to take the field as the discussion at home plate seems to be uh, rather lengthy tonight. Oh, gosh, I don't think I can remember one this long. And... uh you got to wonder what all they're, they're covering and whether they're talking about uh, exchanging war stories or what are they doing. Now it's breaking up. This is the first of four straight home games for the Raiders. Need to take advantage of that, get out here to the ballpark. Great weather tonight. Our game time temperature is 65 degrees, clear skies with wind out of the north-northwest at three miles an hour, just a very light breeze blowing from right to left as it appears uh, the flag is uh, going that way right now as the Raiders take the field and the defensively the Raiders will have Brett Coker at third, Fausto Lopez at shortstop, JT Mabry at second and uh, Tatsunari Nagishi at first base with Mason Spears behind the plate, Jackson Galloway in left, Luke Benson in center, Brian Dillingham in right, and on the mound, the big right-hander, Zach Keenan. Zach Keenan making his ninth appearance. Uh, All of them start. He has thrown uh, 47 innings, given up 31 runs, 29 of them earned. On 55 hits, 13 walks, 38 strikeouts, 5.55 ERA, a 3-3 record for the big right-hander. So Keenan taking his warm-up tosses. He's been blowing a little hot and cold this season. Had a couple of uh, bad outings in uh, Friday night starts, but he's had some good ones too and comes in, as John said, uh, as uh, a record of three and three. That earned run average of five and a half, uh, probably the Old Dominion uh, and the Marshall games uh, you throw them out, it's probably under three. I think you're probably right. Kind of blew it up for sure. All right, Keenan uh, getting set on the mound. Raiders in their home white uniforms, trimmed in royal blue, the blue caps tonight. 
And the throw is about to go down to second base. We're going to be very late starting this uh, game. I'm probably walking over. He's got something he wants to discuss with the the Charlotte uh, dugout. Their head coach, Robert Woodard, we mentioned in his third year, he was uh, an outstanding collegiate pitcher at North Carolina, University of North Carolina, and actually holds the uh, their record for the most career wins as no a pitcher wow. at North Carolina, and then went into coaching. He's been at uh, North Carolina Wilmington. He's been at Virginia Tech, and this is his first head coaching assignment. Took him to the tournament last year and won 40 games. So we're set to go. It'll be Nate Furman to step in. The 49ers in green tops, white pants, and uh, what kind of caps they got on? I don't know. I think they're probably two-tone green. You know Keenan what? will get set for the first pitch. They look like Oakland A hats. Uh, they're uh, Oakland home hats, green There top. is a ball just high, and we're underway at 6.06, according well, we to my late. Timex. Yeah. One ball and no strikes to Nate Furman. You were talking about those uh, hats, uh, yellow bill. The pitch to the plate is a strike at the knees. Count goes to one and one. Furman hitting 382 is the third leading hitter in Conference USA. And he also ranks high in the number of walks received, as you might well imagine. And he's the leadoff man. Backs away from this pitch, low and inside. Two balls and one strike. So they're kind of moving us back a little bit at a time. And Marshall, we were right behind home plate at Lipscomb, about uh, halfway from this distance down, I would say. (laughs) And now we're back at normal uh, depth for us. There's a fly ball to center. Going to be handled by Luke Benson for out number one. So one away. Here in the in the uh, Charlotte first inning, the batter will be Jack Dragum. He's the third baseman. Comes in at 3:28. The shadow from uh, Floyd Stadium has moved all the way in. Uh, it's on the infield grass now, lined from the third base dugout out to the to light pole in uh, right field. One out here in the top of the first inning. Keenan out of the full windup delivers a ball just outside. Oh, One that ball, a, no strikes. It looked like a nice breaking ball to me. Right now, the only players uh, in sunlight are the pitcher and catcher and the first baseman. One ball, no strikes. Right-hander delivers. Missed outside with that one. Ball two. 2-0, one of the reasons for Keenan's downfall at the Marshall last Friday night, he was unable to control his pitches. His, his location was very spotty. Yeah. Two balls, no strikes. And this is a letter-high strike, two and one. One out here in the first inning, and no score just underway. When in doubt, just throw it down the middle, right, Dick? Yeah, throw it down the middle and hope your fielders can field it. (laughs) Something like that, yep. Two and one. Strike. Caught the Uh, outside corner. Yeah, that was uh, uh, what he was wanting to do with those first two pitches and get the black on the uh, 
outside uh, corner. Count goes to two balls and two strikes on Dragum. He's a right-handed batter. And the pitch poked to the right side and through past the diving Nagishi into right field for a base hit. Just stuck the bat out and uh, yeah, I think literally he, just poked it through. Yeah, I think that is exactly the right uh, word. He was, it was not even a, much of a swing. Just trying to make contact. So a good job of hitting there by Dragum. He's at first base with one out. And the batter is Cam Fisher, the right fielder. Fisher, a freshman, and he is out of Knoxville, Hardin Valley Academy. He uh, comes by way of Ole Miss as he was there for a year, transferred. So he's listed as a freshman and is hitting 289, left-handed batter, and he hits one through the hole in the right field. The runners will hold at first and second. Fisher after the first pitch. Single sharply to right. So two men on with one out, and the batter is the cleanup hitter, Will Butcher. Left fielder number 22, Will Butcher. Butcher, a sophomore, stands in at 245 with five home runs. The 49ers have hit 42 home runs for the season in their 32 games. The Raiders have hit 32 home runs in their 31 games. Butcher's only grounded into one double play, so probably not a likely candidate. Pitches outside for ball one. Butcher out of Arden, North Carolina. He's a sophomore, first team of all-freshman team, second team all-conference last year. Oh, Swings and doesn't get that one, one and one. Got, got him on a changeup. One ball, one strike. We're just underway here at Reese Smith Field. Keenan out of the stretch, runners lead at first and second. A little tap foul over by the on-deck circle. Count will go to a ball and two strikes. One out in the inning. Leadoff man flied out. Next two batters singled. There's a ball hit down the left field line and deep. Galloway over near the bullpen, reaches up and makes a catch. The runner's going to tag and come to third. Runner at first held up. That's a very nice play by Galloway in left field. He was right next to the Charlotte bullpen. Sure was. Looked like he uh, was going to run out of room. That ball was going to get into the, the bullpen. So that is the second out of the inning. First and third, two outs. The batter is Mado, the first baseman. Heads up base running by uh, by Dragum, knowing that uh, as soon as that ball is caught, he can uh, try to advance, and he did. So Keenan trying to get this third out in the first inning. Pitches to the left-handed hitter, and it's a call strike, nothing in one. 
I was a little surprised that the uh, that runner on first base didn't try to advance as deep as that ball was. Madol, 279 hitter, four home runs. Keenan ahead in the count, one strike, and this fastball Mitch is outside, ball one. One and one. Crowd wanted that one. Madol is a senior. This is his first year. He's a grad transfer from North Carolina Greensboro. Keenan throws to first and Got back it. in time is the first is the runner Fisher. Keenan has a very good pickoff move to first. I thought the umpire called him out, Dick. He made some kind of a uh, movement. One ball and one strike to Madol. Another quick throw over there and uh, no doubt about the call there. Safe. <laughs> Kanan again ready to work with a 1-1 count to the left-handed batter. And the pitch to the plate grounded into the hole. Mabry picks it up, throws to first, and Keenan couldn't handle it. A run is in. Runners trying to score, and there's nobody covering home plate, John. That is just not executing. So two runs will score. I think they'll call that a hit. I'm not sure. Mabry, I don't know if it was that bad a throw, John, but it got by Keenan. Yep. It was a, it was a low throw. And, uh, boy, that is just a, a fundamental mistake. Shortstop Not – catcher had to go pick up the, the baseball. It was over by the Blue Raider dugout. Yeah, so when, when it got by Keenan, it caromed off the uh, dugout, yes. and Spears, the catcher, had to go retrieve it. So somebody – At that moment, both runners broke, and the runner at third came home, and the runner – the batter went to second. Yeah, so we now have a – a runner at second base. And Charlotte takes an early two to nothing lead as Austin Knight steps in. I think that's a two base error on the second baseman. We'll get a uh, confirmation on that between uh, innings. Keenan looks back at second, delivers high and outside. Four ball one to Austin Knight hitting 274. From the right side. Right-hander comes set and the pitch. Grounded foul past third. Count will go to one and one. So two runs have scored on two base hits and an error. On a count of one and one tonight, takes the pitch high for ball two. Two and one. So already the Raiders find themselves in a bit of a hole here in the first inning. Sure do. 
Both of those runs are going to be unearned, though. Cannon with the pitch. Swing and a miss and a high fastball. Two and two. He just reached back, got a little extra on that one. Austin Knight. Transfer from Tennessee. He's playing in his second year for the 49ers. Takes the pitch high, ball three, and the count is full. Knight last year hit 342 with 11 home runs. Right now, he's at 274 with seven hit out of the park. Three balls, two strikes. And the pitch to the plate swung on, fouled on the right side. That was going to drift over and will be into the grandstand. And there's a souvenir for somebody. There's a young person. Yep, the young man with the glove picked it up. Yeah. Count will hold at three and two. Gave it to his buddy, and now they've got something. And exchange high fives. If they get bored later on, I bet you we'll see them down uh, back behind the fence down in left, uh, the left field line. The pitch. Swing and a foul back. Count holes at three and two on Madole. Or on Knight, rather. Madole, the runner, at second. Cannon trying to get out of this first inning. And the pitch. Ah, and he walked him. And he continues. So the batter will be Jake Cunningham. And we got a mound visit. We see now who's making the mound visits. Coach Tolman out to the pitcher's mound. Pitching coach Jerry Myers, whose mother passed away earlier this week, is still not with the team. So Coach Tolman is taking over that duty. And with two outs and runners at first and second, he wants to get out of this first inning. Well, the, I'm the, sure that's what he's explaining to his pitcher, yeah. catcher, and infielders. And he should have been out of this inning. He, uh, the Raiders should be batting. And it, you know, how do you give – you can't give two errors on that play because one of them was physical. The other one was mental, but who do you charge it to? The batter is Cunningham. Sophomore center fielder comes in at 269 and a right-handed batter. Runners at first and second with two outs. Keenan with the pitch, swing and a miss. Cunningham has struck out more times than anybody on the team. He's, he's whiffed 47 times. And so that may be one outlet the Raiders have working for him, the pitch. And not this time. Hit to third. Coker, nice stop over to second in time for the force on the runner coming down. And that will be all for Charlotte. 
in the first inning, but they come up with two runs on two hits. There was an error and two men left on base. We'll go to the bottom of the first inning. It is Charlotte 2 and Middle Tennessee coming to bat on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannison Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannison Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannison Associates online at gcpas.com. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Raiders trailing by a score of two to nothing. John, the scoring on that error in the first inning was an error on the throw by Mabry, the second baseman, which got by Keenan, who was covering a good throw. I think both of us thought uh, would have had the runner. I agree with you on that. I, I'm. I thought he was going to be out. And, and then uh, when the catcher went to retrieve the bad throw, nobody was covering home plate. And the runner on uh, the lead runner scored, and the batter went to second. So well, that's ordinarily a situation when you get a ball like that. The pitcher's job is to cover, but the pitcher was in first base covering because the uh, uh, had had to go over. He was still on the ground, I think, at that point. So one of the infielders had to come in and cover home, and nobody did. And the result was uh, two runs scoring. I think if somebody had covered the plate, one of those runs may not have scored. I would agree totally. Um, you, if there's a guy standing in the plate and the ball is 30 feet away, you don't try to score from 90 feet away. So the 49ers with an early 2 to nothing lead and a left-hander on the mound. Will Lancaster, you got some numbers on him? Sure do, Dick. He's making his ninth appearance all starts. He's thrown 40 innings. Uh, he has given up 18 runs, all earned on 32 hits, 14 walks, 30 strikeouts, 4.05 ERA, a 3-1 record. Uh, opponents hitting uh, uh, 221. Of those uh, 32 hits, 14 of them have been for extra bases, included, including four home runs. He's lost his last two starts against Southern Miss and San Antonio. Won his first two conference starts. He'll pitch to Fausto Lopez, leading it off for the Raiders. Takes the first pitch high and outside, four ball one. And this is going to be interesting uh, to see how far he can go. His last start was Saturday. So he is short, uh, starting on uh, two days short rest. Strike on the outside corner to Lopez, one and one. Kind of a, a what, three quarters? Is that, uh, look where his alarm slot was on that? One ball, one strike. Lopez hitting 304. Lines it right at the shortstop. 
And making the play there was Knight for out number one. Lopez hit it sharply, but right at the shortstop for the first out. And the batter is JT Mabry, second baseman. Mabry hitting 256. Stands in from the right side. He shipped a little bit on Mabry. Pitches outside, ball one. Mabry uh, is, uh, has, has had some pretty good success against left-handed pitching. Third 11. baseman's playing up on the edge of the grass. Yeah, 11 for 26, a 4.23 average against left-handers. There's the ball inside. Two balls and no strikes. The second baseman is swung over very close to the bag. And the shortstop edged a little bit towards second base, so there's some hitting room on the left side. There's some hitting room down the first base line as the first baseman's almost in a second base position. Ball is hit to right field and deep. Right fielder back, reaches up, and makes the catch about three strides away from the warning track. And that is out number two. Two up and two down. Wyatt Morgan is the designated hitter. He'll stand in from the left side. He's one of three left-handed hitters in the uh, Raider uh, lineup tonight. Uh, he's five for 16 against left-handers. So 290 three. on the season with two home runs. 313 against left-handers. It's low and inside, ball one to Morgan. Mason Spears waiting on deck. Two outs here in the bottom of the first inning. Raiders trailing two to nothing. And the pitch, hit him. Hit him, hit him on his uh, right arm. So Morgan hit by a pitch will jog down to first base. And two outs, the batter will be Mason Spears. Spears the leading hitter for the Raiders among the regular players hitting 322. Has six home runs, 18 batted in. Morgan at first with two outs. And the Raiders down two runs early in the game. And the pitch. Missed the corner, ball one. Women's basketball coach Rick Ensel in the stands tonight along with his grandson and his son Mike. Three generations of Ensels down there in the uh, box seats right by the dugout. There's a ball hit to left field and deep and they got to play it off the wall. Here comes Morgan, they got to hold him up at third and that's a double for Mason Spears at the base of the wall out in left field. He had the distance, just not the height. So now, two runners in scoring position with two outs for Jackson Galloway, who's been swinging a pretty good bat lately. Galloway got his fourth home run at Lipscomb Tuesday night and has upped his batting average over the 300 mark to 305. Runners at second and third, two outs. So the tying runs on here in the first inning. 
Lancaster, the left-hander, delivers. Missed the inside corner, ball one. We're just underway. We're in the bottom of the first inning. First game of a three-game set. Outside ball two. Whole field now in shadows. Sitting in the uh, first base stands, you're still in the sun. How about you, John? You still in the sun? I am. Two balls, no strikes. Ball three is outside. So he's behind Galloway, 3-0, and oh, with Coker waiting on deck. Another right-handed hitter. Here's Lancaster's pitch, and he walked him to load the bases. Galloway draws a four-pitch walk. Thank God it's Friday. And with two outs, the batter is Brett Coker. Now, when I interviewed Luke Benson before the second Marshall game, he responded with a home run in that game. Now, I had Coker on today. You did? We'll see. Brett hitting 246 with three homers. I guess it just decided uh, what we got to figure out is where Karma decided to sit tonight. Lancaster will pitch out of the stretch for the bases loaded. Swing and a miss. That was his home run swing. <laughs> you might figure he'd try to lay a strike in there after throwing four straight out of the strike zone, and Coker was trying to time it. Yep. So it's 0-1 to the right-hand hitting Brett Coker. The pitch outside for a ball. Coker had a notion but held up. One and one. Morgan at third, Spears at second, Galloway at first with two outs. Oh, that one hit him. It did. Got him in the, but down around the foot, the ankle, someplace. So Coker gets an RBI the easy way with being hit by a pitched ball with the bases loaded. He'll go down to first. And that's the second hit batter of this inning. Morgan comes in to score. And that's going to get a visit from the dugout. So the Raiders have cut the lead in half. It is now two to one. Bases remain loaded. And this is the head coach coming out. And who better to talk to a pitcher than the head coach who is a former pitcher? Yeah. So that moves Spears over to third, moves Galloway to second. Coker's on at first. It's two to one. And the bases remain loaded for Nagishi. That was not a long visit. Tatsunori Nagishi, sophomore. Bench from the left side, facing the left-hander, Lancaster. Runners take their leads. 
as Nagishi stands in and the first pitch to him is low and inside, ball one. Jordan Getzelman coaching third and Forrest Arnold at first base. One ball and no strikes, the pitch. Nagishi slams it hard, first baseman, nice pickup. He will win the race to the bag and that will retire the side here in the first inning. But the Raiders come up with one run on one hit. And they will strand three runners. We've completed one full inning. It is Charlotte 2 and Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm gonna bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. We go to the top half of inning number two. We had about a 35-minute first inning, John. <laughs> but we did get a late start. We did get a late start. Here and, is uh, both uh, both pitchers face seven batters. Throw goes first down first to second in. base as Charlotte will come in with their number eight hitter, eight, nine, and one here in the second inning to face right-hander Zach Keenan. Keenan gave up two runs, but they were both unearned in the first inning on a throwing error. Raiders got one of those runs back, so it's a two-to-one game. Neither one of the starting pitches particularly sharp in that first inning. Caden Hobson, the catcher, a left-handed hitter, comes in at 235 with a couple of home runs. Keenan's first pitch to him is right in there for a call strike. You like to see pitchers get ahead in the count, and that's what Zach did, laid that first pitch right in there. Here's the one-strike pitch, missed outside, one and one. This Charlotte team is loaded with transfers and not necessarily from junior college. Uh, Hobson started his career at Arizona and actually played for Arizona in the College World Series two years ago. Pitches outside, ball two, two and one to Hobson. He is a listed as a fresh. Uh, I'm sorry, listed as a junior. No, he's listed as a sophomore from Redlands, California. Two-one pitch is low ball three. Getting bad when you can't read your own writing. 
I know nobody else can read it. Three balls out to strike. Kenan ready to work to Hobson. Swings, hits it high in the air into left center field. Benson coming over. He will call for it and make the catch. Fairly deep left center for out number one. So just like the first inning, the first batter flies to center field. Well, Hobson hit that uh, some of the deepest part of Reed Smith Field. Designated hitter number 26. Here's Drew Tindall, the designated hitter. That's from the left side. He's not seen a lot of playing time. Hitting 167. Cuts at the first pitch and fouls it away for strike one. Tindall making his fourth start, appearing in his 10th game, is two out of 12 with no extra base hits. There's a strike at the knees, and Keenan quickly had two strikes to the number nine hitter, Tindall. Keenan really needs a one, two, three inning here, Dick. There's a ball foul back. Look look out for the B, John. There is a bug in here. You get that sometimes when you open the windows, don't you? Uh, you do, especially if that bug, uh, B is looking for something sweet. <laughs> Two strikes to count. And the pitch outside. Well, we're going we're gonna to hide... Uh, Miss, Miss Hannah's cookies from him. I don't know if Miss Hannah baked those. I think Don said he might have to get into the, <laughs> the baking business uh, with Miss Hannah on the shelf for a few days. One-two pitch, check swing, and did he go? Mm. He apparently did not. Two balls and two strikes to Tyndall. One out here in the second inning. Raiders trailing two to one. got a 167 hitter. You just got to come after him. There's a ball hit into center field. Again, Vincent backing up. Reaches up, makes the catch for out number two. Two up and two down for the leadoff hitter, Nate Furman. Started the game for Charlotte by flying out to center field. Furman out of Brookhaven, Pennsylvania, was uh, inserted as their regular second baseman early in the season last year and uh, came through with a 301 batting average and a perfect fielding percentage. No errors for the season for this young man who plays second base. There's a strike call. It's unusual for an infielder to go through a complete season with not an error. Well, you've got that right. Uh, that is, uh, you don't have to hit 300 if you can field 1,000. Pitch is low and inside. One ball and one strike to Furman. So I guess that's just a little bit extra when you can. Yep. Came into the game hitting 382. 
third leading hitter in the league and, of course, leading hitter for Charlotte. Swing and a ground ball to first. Nagishi has it. He will toss to the pitcher covering, and that will retire the side. Furman hit it sharply. Nagishi was playing him deep close to the line. Made a good pickup and got the toss over to Keenan for the third out. Three up, three down in the second inning. Nothing across. We'll go to the bottom of the second inning. Charlotte two and Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. We go to the bottom of the second, and just uh, as Charlotte did in their second inning, the Raiders will have their eight, nine, and one batters coming up to face the 49ers starter, Will Lancaster. Will Lancaster threw a lot of pitches in that first inning, Dick, and a lot of pitches out of the strike zone. Filled in all of the boxes on my pitching line with the exception of strikeout. Here's Dillingham to lead it off, and he bunts down the line. First baseman will pick it up right at the bag. Does not have to just take one step, touch first base, and that is out number one, first base unassisted. Just bunted that ball too hard. You want to get it for a hit, you've got to try to get it past the pitcher. Right. And it's, make it's the a, second baseman try to uh, make the play. It's right. difficult, really, to execute. you got to do it just right. Here's Benson. Pass the pitcher and make the second baseman try to feel the ball on the grass. Luke Benson standing in, takes ball one low. Two home runs on the season, hit them in back-to-back games against Marshall. 243 average for the year for the sophomore outfielder, the pitch. Taking this time, and it's a strike call, one and one. Well, that means he's coming on strong because he had been stuck at that 200 mark and a little bit below a lot in February and March. Lights have been turned on here. There's a little foul going to be over the Charlotte dugout down the third base side. And the count will go to one and two. You can't see any better than I can with that no, sun, that, can you? <laughs> thank goodness I have a post here to block the sun 
from my bed. That's why I sit on this side, John. One and two the count. Oh. Check swing. Did he go? I oh, think yeah. he did. That'll be a strikeout and first strikeout for Lancaster. And with two outs, the batter will be Fausto Lopez. Lopez lined out to short to start the Raider first inning. Still got some folks coming in here. Nice night for baseball. It was 65 at game start, and that one hit him in the foot. That's the third hit batter. He had hit three in his first eight games. He's hit three in two innings tonight. Well, in one of the Marshall games, John, their starting pitcher hit four in a row in one inning and forced in a run. First time I've ever seen four consecutive hit batters. Here's JT Mabry. I'm not sure. Fly to right field in the first inning. I'm not sure I've ever seen four consecutive hit batter. Runner goes. Pitches outside to throw to second base too high, and he's in there safely. Lopez steals second. It was not a bad throw. The ball was there in time, but it was just too high, and yep. Lopez was able to come in under the tag for his sixth stolen base of the season. I think his belt buckle was on the bag before the throw was on him. Count his ball one to Mabry. Left-hander comes set, and a line drive to right field. That's going to be in for a hit. Lopez is coming. No, he's going to be held up. And the throw is a bad throw. Gets past the catcher, and Mabry's going to go to second. The runner at third, Lopez, could not score, but the ball got by the catcher and went over in almost in front of the uh, Charlotte dugout around the on-deck circle. And the runner was at third, had a really good look at it, so he could not score. But that'll be an error on the uh, right fielder, right fielder right. to allow Mabry to go to second. So each team has been charged with an error in the game. Well, you look back at that first inning, and uh, Lancaster was able to get the first two outs. Now, then he had uh, all the trouble came with two outs. Kind of a strike call, nothing in one to Wyatt Morgan. If that pitch was a strike, it just was yeah. because it looked to be outside. It must have had a wicked cut to it. Well, he's coming uh, kind of. Uh, Morgan takes this one high for ball one, one and one. He's, uh, his, he's throwing uh, his arm slot is kind of a three-quarter arm slot doesn't look like he's throwing all that hard but then he uh, his uh, motion is more like a side armor once he releases caught the outside corner one and two Lancaster off the mound smoothing out some dirt the front part of the mound there where uh, his landing spot is one ball and two strikes Lopez at third, Mabry at second, two outs. The pitch, ground ball to short. 
up with it. Knight over to first in time, and that will retire the side in the second inning. So the Raiders put a couple of men on, come up empty, no runs, one hit, there was one error, and two men left on base. We've completed two full innings at Charlotte 2 and Middle Tennessee 1 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. You put away some drinks. Put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. You are listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the third inning. As the Raiders trail by a score of two to one. Our softball team is hosting Charlotte over across campus today. Their uh, game started at six also. They will play tomorrow at four and Saturday at 12. Softball is 17 and 23 and four and eight in the league. Charlotte comes in at 24 and 16 and five and 10 in conference play in the softball division. Here for Charlotte, Jack Dragum. Dragum single to right field. He got the first hit of the game for the 49ers. Taps this one foul over by the Charlotte dugout. Dragum scored one of their two runs in the first inning. Comes in at 328, so he's up to his average a bit with that first inning hit. Right-handed batter against the right-hander, Zach Keenan. Swing and a little tap down the third base side. Coker's got it, fair ball. Throws high to first, but Nagishi comes up with it. Nagishi did a great job, Dick, of staying on the the bag on a, what was a high throw. So the Raiders get Dragon to start the third inning, and that is one out. The batter is Cam Fisher. Also single to right in the first. Fisher comes in at 289 for the year. Leads their team in doubles with 11 and in home runs with 10. And he's a Tennessee youngster from Knoxville. Freshman. Pitch to the plate and their first strike. Nothing in one. Fisher also, John, has a slugging percentage of 625. That means a lot of extra base hits. That's not too shabby, is it? No. One strike to count. And the pitch. High four ball one. 
a slugging percentage is the number of total bases divided by the uh, at-bats, right? Something like that, yeah. Not just hits, but total bases. Right. So that's why you want uh, why those, uh, you got a good number like that, and that means a lot of extra base hits. Pitch outside, ball two, two and one. Outfield about straight away for this left-hand hitter. And the pitch to the plate, swung on, hit to center field. Benson back, 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 reaches up, makes the catch. Four out, number two. Over the shoulder. Fisher got into that one pretty good, but Benson was able to haul it down, and there were two outs now for Will Butcher. The left fielder. He's the uh, player that hit the foul ball down the left field line, and Galloway made an excellent catch on it next to the Charlotte bullpen. Two outs in the first inning. Here's Keenan's pitch to Butcher and misses inside, ball one. Zach's command has been a little bit better last couple of innings. He has retired six in a row. Just missed outside. I think we've got a uh, tight strike zone tonight, John. It's looking that way. Two balls, no strikes. And we had a wide strike zone up at Lipscomb the other night. Yep. And we had a tight strike zone in the first Marshall game. I, I recall that. Pitch. Swing a ground ball left side, deep in the hole. Lopez, long throw on the hop to first base. Got him. Oh, great job. That's a good combo play between Lopez and first baseman Nagishi to retire Butcher. 6-3 for the third out. And now seven in a row retired in by Keenan. Three up and three down in the third. Nothing across. We'll go to the bottom of the third inning. Charlotte two, Middle Tennessee one on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Got my nachos, got my big TV, and my favorite chair. It's game time. But you know, the only thing that would make it a little better is if I could listen to my local broadcasters while watching the game. Uh, hello. You must have wished for your game to be synced with TV and radio. I sure did. Do you have a DVR? You bet. Do you have a streaming device? Yeah. Blammo. Your game is now synced. It's that easy. Oh, boy. To see if you can get synced, head to SyncMyGame.com from Learfield. SyncMyGame.com? SyncMyGame.com. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Go to the bottom of the third inning. It's a two to one game. Charlotte leading as the Raiders will have the cleanup hitter, Mason Spears, to lead things off. Spears hit the bottom of the left field wall in the first inning for a double. 
And, John, we're just one inning away from the Wendy's inning. We are, and more importantly, the sun has gone behind the, the, the uh, press box over at Floyd Stadium, and I can finally see this ball game. Here's Lancaster's first pitch to Spears, and it's down low for ball one. Spears, Galloway, and Coker here in the third. Three pretty good right-handed batters against this left-hander. And the pitch to Spears hit to the shortstop. Knight charges. Up with it on the hop and over to first in time for out number one. One down in the third, and Jackson Galloway will be the batter. Galloway on Tuesday night hitting out of the cleanup spot, hit a solo home run in the second inning and then drove in a run with a single in the third and upped his average over 300. He's now at 305, drew a walk in the Raider first inning. Looks at strike one from Will Lancaster. They just moved the left fielder over about uh, 10 or 12 steps toward uh, left center. Center fielder playing him straight up the middle. Check swing, that's called a ball. One ball, one strike to Galloway. Raiders trailing two to one, each team with two hits and each team with one error. Here in the early going, there's a ball hit to right field, past the diving second baseman Furman, and that is a base hit for Galloway. Furman looked like he had a chance at that ball, but uh, when he made his dive, I think it just got under his glove. Third hit for the Raiders. Galloway's on for the second time, and the batter is Brett Coker. Coker batting with the bases loaded in the first inning was hit by a pitch, which has accounted for the Raiders' only run so far tonight. That uh, left fielder is moved back, playing straight away now. Lancaster comes set, checks the runner at first and delivers low and inside to Coker, ball one. Throw to first. Spears is not going, or Galloway's not going anywhere. No, no tag on Although that, uh, he has stolen a couple this season. Another throw to first, and he's back. Count in, one ball, no strikes to Coker. Would you say that he was back in plenty of time? I'd say so. Yeah. Pitch the plate is low and outside. That is a pretty conservative primary lead and a pretty conservative secondary lead as well. Two balls and no strikes to Jackson Galloway, or to uh, Brett Coker with Galloway at first. Swing and a miss, two and one. That ball up, that would have been hard to handle.
Here's the left-hander's pitch. Swung on, hit down the right field line. Foul territory caught by the right fielder out there on a good play in foul ground. That will be out number two. Now the uh, right fielder had been playing uh, a little closer to the line than you would normally expect from a right-handed hitter. So they apparently have some pretty good spray charts on the Raiders. They're bringing the uh, left fielder in a couple of steps. Center fielder is uh, shaded around to uh, left center. And they're playing very shallow for Nagishi. Yeah. And there is a ton of hitting room in right center field, Dick. Nagishi grounded to first in the first inning. And the pitch is high for ball one to the Raider first baseman. Sonori Nagishi listed at 5'11", 190. He is a native of Tokyo. Came here by junior college route, Orange Coast College. Looking for his first hit of the season off of a left-handed hitter. Or oh, two pitcher. high and inside. 2-0. and oh. Lancaster again off the mound, smoothing that dirt out in front of the Pitcher's mound. Two balls, no strikes. Tap foul. I heard you talking about the uh, outfield positioning. Did mm -hmm. you mention that there is nobody at third base? You're absolutely right, and I did not mention that. Third baseman is playing where the shortstop would normally play. Right. Shortstop is playing where the second baseman would normally play. And the second baseman is shifted over into shallow right field. Well, actually, just a step or two on the grass with the first baseman holding the runner on. Boy, this would be a great uh, opportunity to drop a base uh, bunt down the third baseline, wouldn't it? Swung on and a fly ball to center field. That's fairly deep. Center fielder back, squares it up, and makes the catch for out number three. That is going to be all in the third for the Raiders. No runs, one hit, and one man left. Totals after three innings, Middle Tennessee, or Charlotte, two runs, two hits, and one error for Middle Tennessee. One run, three hits, and an error. Two to one Charlotte as we go to the fourth inning on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hear that? That's the plumpest, juiciest hot dogs you've ever seen getting their grill on. But we both know what'll make it sound even better. Oh yeah, it's a Pepsi to go with your hot dog. Because when you're chomping on America's favorite meal, relish, mustard, and onions perfectly blending into a crescendo of flavor, there's only one thing that makes everything about that moment better. A cold, refreshing Pepsi. See what I mean? It's like music to my ears. Hot dogs. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. 
what do you think of when you hear community, integrity, commitment, tradition, and partners? The folks at Sodexo know it's family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers. The people we live with, work with, share our world with, and the fans we love to serve. Sodexo is community. It's a community of more than 200 employees and nonprofit volunteers and the thousands of fans we serve at MTSU. Sodexo is a community of people who are committed to enhancing your game day experience. Sodexo, proud server of your game day concession needs and proud to serve the Blue Raiders. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WGNS. We go to the fourth inning, and before that first batter steps in, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification as you listen to Middle Tennessee Baseball. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Blue Raiders play here. Josh Madol will lead it off. Madol safe on the error in the first inning that allowed Charlotte's two runs to score. Yeah, that was a very costly error. Stands in from the left side. Here is Keenan's first pitch. Swung on, popped foul out of play to the right. One strike to Madol. Comes in at 279. Charlotte leading two to one, and all of the scoring in this game done in the first inning. So if you're late coming to the ballpark, you might miss something. That's, that's why I get here early. Fouled left side this time. Coker over near the retaining fence will make the catch for out number one in the fourth. He actually overran that baseball by about, uh, what, a step and a half? Had to come back to catch it. And that is the first out. Bring up the shortstop, Austin Knight. Knight drew a walk in the first inning. It's the only uh, walk Keenan has allowed. Keenan has now retired eight in a row. Pitch outside, ball one. And the right-hander comes back, same spot, ball two. Women's tennis will be in action Saturday against UAB at the Adams Tennis Center. That's 11 a.m. and it will be senior day. Getting ready for the tournament after Saturday. Swung on, the ball hit in the air into right center shallow. Luke Benson coming on and <laughs> takes it in very shallow right center field. Very shallow is right. Uh, or out number two. It wouldn't have been real difficult for Mabry to go back and, and get that baseball. Two up, two down in the fourth. And the batter is Jake Cunningham. Cunningham hit into a fielder's choice to end the first inning. Stands in there from the right side. He's a big guy. Comes in hitting 269. And looks at the first pitch, low and outside. Four, ball one. Cunningham listed at 6'4", 205. Local youngster, he's a native of Charlotte, went to Archery Kell High School. Fouls this one out of play, and it's one and one. 
led his team to the 2018 North Carolina State Championship and then signed with the hometown Charlotte 49ers. The 1-1 pitch on the way, backed him away for ball two, two and one. Cunningham is a guy you don't want to let get on base. He leads their team in stolen bases. The 2-1 pitch in there for a strike. And the count is two balls and two strikes. It's tough to, uh, to steal, lead your team in steals when you also lead your team in strikeouts. It's unusual. <laughs> Here's the 2-2. High ball three. Full count now to Cunningham. Needs to get him here. Remember the Wendy's inning coming up, the bottom of the fourth. Check swing. Did Got he go? Oh. They say he did not go. That is that tight strike zone for you again, Dick. And that is the second walk allowed by Keenan, who has yet to strike out a batter, John, and that's unusual. Yep. Or, I thought he added that Keenan. one. For Zach to go this deep in a game and not have a strikeout. So here's Hobson, the catcher, fly to center field in the second inning. Runner at first with two out. That broke a string of three, three six, seven, eight, nine in a row. Retired by Keenan. Pitch to the plate. Strike caught the outside corner. So I think uh, Keenan knows that the runner at first is a base stealing threat. And he had a decent lead on that yeah. first pitch. Keenan has a good move to first. Checks the runner, throws over there, and back in in time is Cunningham. He shortened his lead on that. Uh, Pitch by about half a step and was mm -hmm. able to get back. I, I looked for Keenan to throw over there again, perhaps. One strike to count. Hobson waiting. And the pitch. High ball one. One and one. I am. I'm not going to say that he should forget about that runner, but he needs to concentrate on the man at the plate. He needs to get this out. One ball, one strike to the left-hand hitting. Caden Hobson. There goes the runner. Inside the throw to second. Good throw, and I think he got him. He did. Spears guns him down. And that's going to be all for the 49ers in the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, and nobody left. We will go to the bottom of the fourth inning, the Wendy's inning, coming up on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. That was a good throw. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If 
you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a new season. Get ready for more men's and women's college sports excellence. Trophies will be awarded in June to schools who take the top spot in the 2021-22 Learfield Directors' Cup. The premier award recognizes one winning institution in all competitive divisions. Follow your favorite team's progress as seasonal standings are announced at L Directors' Cup on Twitter and online at directorscup.org. The crowning achievement in college athletics. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. We go to the bottom of the fourth inning. Raiders trailing two to one. And this is the Wendy's inning. If the Blue Raiders get a hit during their half of the fourth inning, everyone will win a free single cheeseburger, courtesy of Wendy's. So let's see if we can get somebody a cheeseburger, John. I'm for it. Now, you check that system out one night, and it does work. It does work. If the Raiders get a hit, we'll tell you how to re- how to redeem your cheeseburger. But the first thing that's got to happen is the Raiders have to get a hit. And here is Brian Dillingham to lead it off. Got eight, nine, and one. <coughs> Dillingham tried to bunt his way on in the second inning and was thrown out or was uh, granted to the first baseman unassisted. Third baseman in on the grass. He thinks there might be another bunt coming. Pitch outside, ball one to Dillingham. 265 on the season for the Raiders right fielder. And the pitch. Swung on, hit through the left side. Shortstop has it, can't make a play. That's gonna be a hit. Shortstop was uh, moving to his left. Uh, he, he got the ball, but uh, he could not make the exchange to get the throw off. He was going to have trouble with the throw So anyway. the Raiders with a hit in the fourth inning. You text single, that's the word single, to 83200. That is 83200. And you will receive back a coupon for a free Dave's Single Cheeseburger, redeemable at any Murfreesboro or Smyrna location. We'll give you that information again in case you missed it. Runner goes, the pitch is low. Throw to second base, not in time. Dillingham steals it. That's the same as a double, isn't it? Certainly is. Pitch was ball one to Luke Vincent. So the tying run is at second with nobody out here in the Wendy's inning. Boy, they've got the shortstop playing on the uh, first base base side of the infield. Yeah, they're shifting against Vincent. There is no one on the left side of the infield except the third baseman, and he's sticking close to the bag because there's a runner at second. Benson butts and foul just outside the third baseline. I like the idea though. Make that you've got a runner on second with nobody out. 
And if you bunt it to the third and make the third baseman handle it, nobody's covering third. That's right. There's nobody within uh, 100 feet. Well, the the catcher, I guess, is at 90 feet, but he's not going to go cover third. One ball, one strike to Luke Benson. Fausto Lopez on deck. The left-hander Lancaster ready to pitch. And turns and looks to second. I think that was more to see if Benson would give himself away. Yep. But he did not show bunt. Good job. Now Lancaster comes set. He's around a bunt. That's a That's good, a good one. one. Third baseman handles it. Throws to first in time and down to third goes Dillingham. That'll be a sacrifice. Put out goes 5-3 for the first out in the inning. And now the tying run 90 feet away for Fausto Lopez. And lots of ways you can get that runner home. Lopez has lined out and been hit by a pitch. Lancaster hasn't thrown a wild pitch yet in this ball game, has he? No, that's one column I don't have filled in for him. Well, uh, that's because he has yet to throw a wild pitch this season. Runner on third leads, and Lopez swings and misses strike one. It almost looks like he's throwing the baseball from behind his ear. It's an unusual delivery, to say the least. One strike to count, and maybe that uh, has something to do with his success. Miss the knees, ball one, one and one. Well, it's, not, it's certainly not something you're going to see very often. And it's uh, if you're a, a Raider, it's not something you will have seen from any of your pitchers in an inner squad, for sure. Swinging a foul out of play. The count to Lopez, one and two. Again, if you want to redeem that uh, free cheeseburger, you text 83200, the word single. That's not for the hit. That's for a single cheeseburger. And they will come back with a coupon. John has tried it, and it works. It does. One ball and two strikes. Infield drawn in, the pitch. Swung on, fly ball, right field. Catch that Right fielder near the line, makes the catch. Dillingham tags, and this game's going to be tied. There you go. Lopez drives in the tying run with a sacrifice fly to right field. I don't know if he was, if that was fair or foul. He was, was right on the line. It was fair, and uh, I tell you what, Lopez was happy about that. He gave himself a fist bump down when he got to first base. Good job. So now we are tied at two runs apiece. Lopez with his 14th RBI of the season. Brings home Dillingham from third. Here's Mabry, line shot. That's going to roll down in the left field corner. corner. Mabry's on his way to second. He will pull in there with a stand-up double. So the Raiders are not done yet here in the second inning. Or fourth inning. Well, it it looked... uh, after that uh, rough uh, first inning, it looked like Lancaster had settled down. Now he's uh, having some more problems. 
see if they get something going in their bullpen. Second hit of the inning. Mabry at second base with two outs, and the batter is Wyatt Morgan. Morgan has been hit by a pitch, scored the Raiders' first run, and he is grounded to short. And again, they shift on Morgan. If he hits a ground ball to short this time, he will drive in a run because there's nobody at shortstop. No. Looks like uh, they got a couple of pitchers. Now loosening. Coach Tolman is out. I think he think the th thought the uh, pitcher might have balked. Did he throw to first? And there's nobody on first. <laughs> Tolman is not a happy camper. Now he's uh, talking to the base umpire, the uh, third base umpire. He's on the infield grass. Well, you can't throw to base that's unoccupied, right? Well, I guess you can if you want to. <laughs> but uh... So Morgan steps in. Now the shortstop goes back to his normal position. And there's a ball hit high in the air. First baseman lost it. And the second baseman lost it, and a run will score. And Morgan's going to get a double on a ball that was <laughs> lost by the first baseman and the second baseman. And I don't know if the right fielder saw it or not. The first baseman went back the outfield grass, and you could tell that he didn't know where the ball was. The second baseman said, whoops, I've got to go get this, and then he looked up, and he didn't know where it was. And I don't think the right fielder saw it either. He, it looked to me like he threw his arms up and uh, dropped into the Bermuda Triangle, so to speak. Now we'll go into your scorebook as a double and a run batted in for Wyatt Morgan, and the Raiders take a 3-2 to two lead. And the batter is Mason Spears. The pitch is swung on and missed. We're in that twilight time, John. The uh, lights have not taken full effect yet. No. It's still daylight. And they just lost that ball. And it wasn't that high, so it might have gotten into these lights back over here uh, behind the stands on the... Uh, Third base side. Pitcher steps off and fakes a throw to second. Count one strike to Spears. Raiders have scored twice here in the fourth to take a three to two lead. The pitch. Spears fouls it to the screen, nothing in two. Nice crowd here tonight, enjoying some good baseball weather. And a Blue Raider lead. Couple of doubles here with two men out. I like it. And again, Lancaster steps off the mound. He's been a uh, very active The second baseman out there. is playing right behind the runner leading off second base. Pitches outside, ball one, one and two. The first baseline is wide open. Third baseman, or the first base, he's got to be what, at least 30 feet off the line? At least.
One ball, two strikes to Spears with a runner at second. Two outs. Swinging a foul straight back. But look at the, the left fielder, Dick. He is playing almost in the left center field. He's in left center field. So they're also giving him the line. Center fielder is pulled all the way around into, uh, into right center. This is strange. The pitch. And struck him out swinging. I guess it doesn't matter if, uh, if he can't hit the ball. Inning is over, but the Raiders take the lead with two runs on three hits and one man left. We have completed four full innings. It's Middle Tennessee three and Charlotte two on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Any way you slice it, your game day won't be complete without soft, delicious bunny bread and bunny buns, an official corporate partner of Blue Raider Athletics. Whether you're watching with friends, cheering in the stands, or tuning in at home, count on Bunny to help strike out hunger and give you energy. So pick up some bunny buns and bunny bread today. It's sure to be a home run. That's what I said. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit willfraleylaw.com or call 615-410-7290. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. We go to the top of the fifth inning. And since the Raiders got a hit in the fourth inning, you can text the word single to 83200. That is 83200. Just type in the word single, and they will uh, get back to you with a coupon for a free Dave's single cheeseburger, redeemable at any Wendy's location in Murfreesboro or Smyrna. Of course, if you live in New York, you might uh, not want to come all that way to get your cheeseburger, but uh, that might not be cost effective. So be it. <laughs> Fifth inning, Caden Hobson will lead it off. He's the catcher. Against Zach Keenan, who has a 3-2 lead. A swing and a foul tip at home plate. One strike. In and out of the mitt. I'll repeat that Wendy's uh, information again on our post-game show. The text number to call 83200. The pitch. That's a strike at the knees. Yeah. No balls and two strikes. I think I, I think I know perhaps one of the reasons why there's the Charlotte team is doing so much shifting, John. Why is that? Well, I'm going to tell you in just a minute. Here's Keenan's 0-2 pitch and just missed inside. 
because not only do they have a full baseball staff, but they have a director of baseball analytics. Oh, wow. And they have a student manager assistant for baseball analytics. Wow. Swing and a miss. Strike three. A little something funny about the way Spears caught that pitch, but it was an outside pitch. <laughs> it was, and his, his mask flew off. And that is the first strikeout of the game for Zach Keenan. And with one out, the batter is Drew Tyndall. Applied to center in the second inning. After that uh, long first inning, uh, Keenan has settled down. He's only at 68 pitches here in the uh, fifth inning. Tyndall swings at the first pitch, doesn't get it. Strike one. Steps out of the box. He also, like Hobson, flied to center in the second inning. One strike pitch and a little hop, one hopper to short. Difficult play and Fausto can't come up with it. It, uh, it took a high hop and then it took a very low hop. I think so, too. They've decided that is a hit. I agree with that. You think that was an infield hit? I think it was. A bad hop single. Is that what they call it? I think think that's exactly what happened. First hit since the first (coughs) inning off Zach Keenan, and now Tyndall at first with one out. The leadoff man, (laughs) Nate Furman, will stand in. He has flied to center and grounded to first. The left-handed batter and third leading hitter in Conference USA. Out of the leadoff spot. Yet to ground into a double play this season. The pitch. Missed outside. They've changed it to an error. All right. So make that an E6 and not a hit. Although it took a bad hop, I I thought the play could have been made. There's the ball fouled out of play. Well, it took you ask Fausto, he'd probably say, okay, you come out and make it. Yeah, it, it <laughs> took a, a an unpredictable hop. Yes. Uh, I thought the uh, after the first top, I thought the second was going to be true. It was not. So one ball and one strike to Nate Furman. Runner at first with one out. Blue Raider infield, double play depth. As Keenan comes set. Throws to first instead, and the runner is back. He was, what, two steps off the bag? Not very good lead. No. <laughs> Let's see. One, two. Raiders had two double plays Tuesday night against Lipscomb. Helped to prever- preserve that shutout. One of them was uh, kind of unusual. Another throw to first, and the runner back. He was... Uh, Three steps off the bag on that uh, on that one. 
to three. Three steps off again. One ball, one strike. The count to Furman. And Keenan out of the stretch. Delivers high and outside. Ball two. Congratulations to Jack Julian. Got his first Blue Raider win Tuesday night, throwing five scoreless innings. I thought he did a really nice job, Dick. And you know what, John? It was on his birthday. Was it? I did not realize that until uh, afterwards. Well, we need to have his birthday come up more than once a year then. <laughs> if that's the way he's going to perform on his birthday. Two balls and a strike to Furman. Another throw to first and the runner back. Tyndall does not have any stolen bases this season and has only played uh, very limited number and he's not of gonna, uh, times. With that lead, he's not going to steal a base in this uh, game. There he goes. <laughs> that was Fouled out of play. That was a hit and run. That was not a stolen base. <laughs> that was not going to be. Two balls and two strikes. Would you agree with me? I agree. That's the only way he's going to steal the base is if they put a hit and run on. And uh, Boy, the Raiders executed a beautiful hit and run Tuesday night, uh, didn't did they? they not? Gosh, it, it, it executed it perfectly. I think Mabry was batting, wasn't he? I think so. And I uh, uh, had the uh, – who was that? The, the – uh, uh, K.D. Peralta was uh, on first base, I think. 2-2, two -two, popped up. Shallow left field. Well, not too shallow, about straight away. Galloway over there. He dropped, dropped it. it. And the throw will not be in time at second base. And once again, I think the, the twilight comes into play. Yeah. That's got to be an error on Galloway. He, he sort of lunged for the ball at the last second. Yeah. Uh, I thought he had the, the ball off the bat, but. So two errors in the inning have runners at first and second with one out. Cannon's pitching in a little tough Green. luck here. Yeah. And the batter is Dragum. Could just as easily be out of this inning and back on the bench. Probably should be. Jack Dragum. Singled and scored in the first, grounded to third. They're going to send a, a runner out. Number three is going to run at first base, and that is Dante DeFranco, a freshman infielder. He may go Dante into the DH spot. Number three, Dante DeFranco. He is in there now as a pinch runner. Mr. Ump says, uh, all right, we got the new man in there, points out to DeFranco. Well, if DeFranco stays in this ball game, you've gone from uh, the third leading hitter in the uh, uh, in the league to a guy that's over four on the season. Well, no, he's, in, he's running for Tyndall. Is that pitch outside. Is that not right? That would be right. That's right. That's right. That's right which is the DH slot. One ball, no strikes to drag them. I'm getting confused here in my scorebook. Okay, I got it. Berman is the runner at first, and now DeFranco at second. 
One out, double play still in order. Keenan steps off the pitching service and Dragum steps out of the batter's box. So what we'll see is a new DH next time that uh, nine hole rolls around. The pitch missed outside, ball two, two and oh. John, the game is underway. Over across uh, the Dean Hayes track and soccer stadium, Middle Tennessee and Vanderbilt. And it's the final spring game for the uh, Lady Raiders soccer team. Pitch is low, ball three. The clock is running. I don't see any score on the board yet. But they've only played about four minutes. Middle Tennessee and Vandy, women's soccer going on next door. Football every place else in the world. Three balls, no strikes. Strike called. Uh, Three and one. We've not been getting that call tonight. Uh, that wide call on that strike. So needed that one. Raiders leading three to two. We're in the top of the fifth inning. Dragum has uh, hit into a couple of double plays this season. And a pitch. And he lofted it foul off to the right side. That will be out of play. Count is now three and two. See if Charlotte wants to do anything with their runners on this three two count with one out. Neither one of the middle infielders is playing a double play depth, Dick. Well, I think they are. Now he's moving in. Now Mabry's moving in. He's double play depth now. Swing and a ball hit down the right field line. Going to be foul. Long run and the ball caught. The throw coming to third is going to be got in him. time and got wow. him. Dillingham. Fires to third, and they get the runner coming down. That, John, is the double play. Oh, wow. <laughs> that will go nine to five. Dillingham to Coker, and DeFranco, the pinch runner, thrown out trying to advance on a foul fly ball. In the inning, no runs, no hits. There were two errors. And one man left on base. We're halfway home in this game. It's Middle Tennessee 3 and Charlotte 2 on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. 
That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. We go to the bottom of the fifth inning. Raiders ended the Charlotte fifth inning with a bang bang double play. Nine to five. Well, you know, uh, between innings, Dick, you said that's worth coming out to the ballpark to see, and you're absolutely right. What a terrific throw. Here's wow. Galloway to lead it off. In the fifth inning for the Raiders, Lancaster, the left-hander, delivers outside ball one. And I have a feeling that uh, Mr. Lopez and Mr. Galloway met Mr. Dillingham uh, at the steps and said, thank you, sir, for saving my bacon. Swing and a miss, one and one. The two errors in the inning were nullified by that fine play by Dillingham and Coker on the other end. One ball, one strike to Galloway, who has been on base both times with a walk and a hit. Swings and fouls this one straight back. One ball, two strikes. Now they're going to shift and move the second baseman over on the third base side of second. So do they even say... Pitch is high, ball two, two are, and two. Are their stats so refined that they can do it on a, a count basis? They're, they're doing it. Wow. They are doing it. Wow. Two balls and two strikes. Strike three call. Galloway is called out on strikes, and he's not very happy about that. That was a pitch that came in low, and... Uh, and then getting higher, did it? No. <laughs> Second strikeout for Lancaster. No, third strikeout for Lancaster. And the batter is Coker, who has walked, and he has fouled out to right field. Pokes this ball into left center field. Everybody on a run. And the center fielder makes a running catch. Nice play out there by Cunningham in center field. That is out number two in the fifth. And with two outs, the batter will be Nagishi. Okay, let's see Nagishi lay a bunt down the third base side. The third baseman is playing shortstop. The shortstop's over where the second baseman ought to be, and the Second baseman is, and he tried to bunt and fouled it away. Good job. Now do it again. Yeah. One strike to count to Nagishi. Yeah, Nagishi has had trouble with left-handed uh, pitchers. Break out of that slump with a, with a good bunt here. Takes a strike called on the outside corner. Won't happen now. 0-2 oh, the count. That's where you could really show, if you can show some good bat control, you could still poke that ball down the third baseline without being a bunt. Took 
to pitch low and outside, one and two. Nagishi has grounded out and flied to center, 0 for 2 in the game. Two outs, bases empty. Charlotte in the shift. And the pitch. Swung on, fouled off to the left side. You know, with all these analytics, this is the first time they've seen us this year, and we've got a lot of new faces. They must be taping those uh, our games, uh, or all the games, off of uh, the conference TV. Well, unless there's a, uh, a service that offers that, and like you, basketball does. Yeah. I don't know. Two and two the count now. That pitch was outside. I think it would be easier just to uh, to pull the tapes off the conference TV. Whoa. Ball three <laughs> in the dirt. The and count goes full to Nagishi. Three balls, two strikes. But uh, that's what you do. You, That's how you'd study the film, wouldn't it? Major League Baseball is going to do something next year about the shift. I, I feel certain of that. Now, I don't know whether college baseball will follow suit. Ball four is high. Well, there's not much defense for that, John. No, that's how you beat the shift. A base on balls will put Nagishi at first base with two outs. And the batter is Brian Dillingham. He deserves a standing ovation for that throw. Boy. He made in uh, out of right field to nail the runner trying to advance. Dillingham is grounded out and had an infield hit. One for two. Throw to first and the runner back. I don't think he was even on the rubber when he threw that ball. It stepped off. Nagishi does not have a stolen base this season, but he's going to advance to second as that pitch is in the dirt outside all the way back to the backstop. And that will be a wild pitch. That'll fill in that hole on your scorebook. Yep. Did you say that was his first of that the season? That is his first of the season. One ball and no strikes to Dillingham. Now, Nagishi in scoring position at second base. So he's hit a batter. He's uh, or he hit three batters. He's thrown a wild pitch. He's walked a, f- a couple of folks. Lancaster out of the stretch and the pitch way outside ball two. Two and oh. Lancaster up over 75 pitches now. Time called as the catcher will go out to have a conference with his pitcher. Lightning's locker room is powered by textbook brokers. It's the place to get your Blue Raider gear. See the selection online at mtsugear.com or go by their Greenland Drive location. Lightning's Locker Room, the official game day provider, powered by textbook brokers. Two balls and no strikes to Dillingham. A runner at second, two outs in the fifth. Raiders leading three to two. The pitch. Lines it foul down the right field side. That's headed for the bullpen. And the count will be two and one. There's somebody throwing in the uh, in the uh, 49ers bullpen, but I don't think he's serious. I don't think he's warming up to come into 
right-hander. Yeah. He the pitch. Be. Swung on, hit the third, third baseman. And now the runner gets himself in a rundown, and the tag is made <laughs> as diving back into second, Nagishi. That's good base running. He was not going to run into an out. He made the, short, the third baseman chase him all the way back to the bag at second before the tag was applied. So put Dillingham on on a fielder's choice, and that's the third out in the inning. No runs, no hits, one left. We have completed five full innings. It is Middle Tennessee three, Charlotte two, on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthcare.com. 